only we had a video oh, podcast, because that was insane. I just made the fucking craziest paper toss. Oh, you remember that app? No, uh, no, paper toss. I, I gotta, I should have done this before the, I started. Hold on. Probably really loud. Alright, let me, let me take a, let me take a pre-intro sip. I would also like to take one. Why didn't you get your own drink? You weren't prepared. Alright. All my drink's out there. <sighs> too late now. Never getting back. Are you ready? Hi, Dr. T. <clears throat> three, two, one, three, two, one, three, two, one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Conspiracy Crimes and Cannabis. I'm your host, Chris, and this is my co-host, my wife, Jessica. Hi. And today is the second part of Dennis Rader, a.k.a. BTK, or BTK Strangler, or my favorite nickname, the Garot Phantom. Or... Do you remember that? Another favorite nickname. Oh, God. Bad joke incoming? All right. What What's his name? Bill or something? Oh, oh, it wasn't a joke. You're thinking Bill Thomas Kilman. All right, before we get into Dennis Rader, let's start with the weed review. And we had a lot of shit going on within the last week to talk about, so this will be fun. Let's uh start with the strain. This week's strain is New York Cheesecake, and let me grab the bag so I can see all the information on it. Oh no, I grabbed the wrong strain bag. No. Guys, Chris is being a goofball. Oh my god, we are both unprepared. Technical well, difficulties. You know what, I did look at it last night. It's um, New York cheesecake, it was testing in at 34%, and it's a, uh, it's a indica, I'm pretty sure it's an indica leaning hybrid, but it's labeled as an indica. It's by Big Tree Cannabis, and it's a half ounce, which that doesn't really matter, but that's what the quantity we got it in for $40 at our local dispensary. That's pretty fucking good. A sister steal, if you will. You're a little quiet. Okay. Uh, a sister steal. I'm just <laughs> um, I think I, I might already have some ground up. I think last episode I said I wanted this to be, this strain to be Froyo this week, but... We ended up getting this strain in between, because I still have that Froyo strain waiting, probably next week. But, oh, this one is so good, and I had to review it, because, spoiler alert, for me, it's a 5 out of 5. Oh, stars. So, fuck. Uh, let, let's just get into it. Let's open up the jar and give her a sniff. Mmm. I love that we are slowly but surely becoming an ASMR channel, too. Yeah, just a little bit. It's great. Yeah, doesn't it smell so good? It smells herby, almost like a tea a little bit with a, with a bit of a cream f scent. You know that cream, it's always going to rise to the top. <laughs> All that hot white cream you got? Take rise it, rise to the it top. to the top, yep. All right, let's, uh, let's grind this up and let's start smoking and get right into it. We're not wasting any time this episode, guys. We're just getting straight into it. I'm excited. We both got shit to do, though. She's got to go to school. I got to go to therapy. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a. a bi we're busy bees today. A love story. A lo yeah, love story for the ages. I love how pretty it looks pre-ground. Like it looks so crystalline. Yeah, it's very. It's got a lot of trichomes and it's very uh, light. It's not like a dark color. There's some def There's some oranges in there. I don't see a lot of purple. Um, it's it's like a nice orange. It's like. Yeah, it's got like some ginger hairs on it. Yeah. Okay, we got a bowl or two ground up, maybe even three. The way that it's spilling out, like Chris just does. I ground up a little too much for our small grinder. It's just brimming, folks. All right, we got a bowl packed up of the New York Cheesecake by, like I said, Big Tree Cannabis. Or Big Tree Farms or Big Tree Cannabis? Let me see. 
Yeah, Big Tree Farms. And um, wow, it's so good. And I, I, we haven't smoked it. Let's just get let's just get under the smoking, right? I mean, that's. Yeah, I know you're here for the crime case. No, they all came to hear us smoke, smoke weed, weed and talk random shit for, for like third for like the twenty minutes before we actually get into the crime. Yeah. All right, let's go. Wow. Oh, it's smooth. It's it's super creamy. I get the. I mean, that that's the main um, taste I get. And it's almost kind of like a texture more than a taste. Like the smoke has this almost thick smoothness smoothness to it, like a richness. <coughs> wow, that's great. <coughs> she's got her. She's. See, we just got, I think I might have mentioned this last time, my birthday present, one of them, which we'll get into all my birthday presents soon. Uh, my birthday was awesome. It was, uh, one of them was a bong. We threw a surprise party. Well, I, I should start by saying, I've never, ever celebrated a birthday. For I, I might have talked about this last time, so if I did, I'm just going to be short, but I never celebrated a birthday for personal reasons that I am not... Really, uh, what's this, what was the word? Uh, personal reasons that I don't really care about following anymore. That's how I'll say it in a nice way. I'm not going to go too into it, but, yeah, God, you're dying. But this is my first ever birthday, and it's definitely a late one, so it was fun. I got presents, and we had a little party, and it was a good time. But one, one of the first present I got was a bong, and it's this big pink one. I, talk, I definitely talked about this one last time. But in between that episode, I got an, a cool pink ash catcher. I've never had one. And it's like this little silencer for your bong. It's so cool. It matches so perfectly. I'm getting a pink bowl next. We'll I have an all it. pink setup. And then um, it's, uh, it makes it so much smoother. So that hit was just really smooth on top of this strain just being smooth. This is definitely out of all the... The last episode, the sour gummy, that was my favorite strain we reviewed so far. But now this is topping it, and it's by Big Tree Farms. Both of them have been. So if you ever see this uh, weed in your area, and you're not, you know, trying to just only get the high shelf, high shelf, definitely look into it because it's really good. I'm gonna take another rip, and then let's talk about our the last week. All right, clear that bowl. She's gotta repair her lungs. Chuck, stop quickie. Chuck, stop quickie. Yeah, yeah. I gotta channel my inner Jolioli. Jolioli. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't clear it. That's okay. All right. I have wimpy lungs. All right, well, that bowl's done. Uh, Yeah, like I said, five out of five. My favorite strain that we've reviewed so fucking A. That we've reviewed so far, <laughs> and it's yeah, it was great. Um, let's uh, let's see what's happened a lot. Like I said, my birthday. So yeah, they threw a little party for me, her and her siblings, and my sister. And um, I got, of course, you know, some like some money, and and cards. But uh, I, the cool things where I got my favorite album of all time on vinyl. Which was awesome, and then I got a, a Minecraft Steve Pop Funko, which I I. <laughs> that it was so random, but I saw it and I was like, 
This is, I feel like this is Chris in a way. And it, I just, I got, I like doing, like, grabbing things that remind me of you. Yeah, you just kind of grabbed some random stuff. I got a, two big bags of Sour Skittles, two, a, and two bags of Warheads. Because those I got, are, like, your favorite. I love sour stuff. And then I got Warheads gummy cubes, which I haven't eaten any of the Warhead stuff yet. Those looked fun. I wanted to try fun. one of those. No, I wanted to try one with you because I was like, okay, I'm going to get these for me, but these are technically for him too, you know? Um, and then for my birthday on the 24th, I had, well, I, because my birthday's on the 19th, but on the 24th is when we could book the tickets. I went to see my favorite band, Black Midi, who's also the album I got on vinyl. I got to go see them live with also my sister-in-law, my sister, and Jess. And, oh my god. Well, first of all, best concert I've ever been to. It was fucking awesome. And not even just because of how much I love the band. Like, the concert itself was just so fucking cool. I mean, what, do you, what did you think of it? I actually really loved it. The openers were really good. I loved the songs that they played. They were equally... Um as good as the ones I would have wanted them to play, but I was so sad when they didn't. I was Then they didn't play your favorite BM BM BM. And also they didn't play yours either. The race is about to begin. That's not my favorite, but I really that but was my that favorite I wanted to see, to see live. live. So and they didn't play it and the uh, the two I really wanted to see live, they didn't play. But it's everything okay. else was so good that I don't really care. And as soon as they come back to the in California, like Southern California area, I am going because we are stalking you. I am, yeah. I my sister accidentally found the lead singer's <laughs> personal Instagram, and we all requested him, and I hope he accepts. We are literally stalking. That's so like creepy. Following them. And the opener was Black Country New Road. And uh, they were also amazing. I didn't they know were they really were good. opening, so it was really cool to see them come out. And um, Jess didn't, doesn't know them as much as Black Midi. I don't either, but I, I know them more than she does. I definitely, since the concert, I started listening to a lot more of their music. Really? Yeah. Good. I wanted to show you a song that I found earlier. The, I, might, I might know it, because I know some songs. Don't show me right now. Show me after the podcast. I'll just show you at a time that's appropriate <laughs> um, but uh yeah they were great and as we were walking back to our car they were right next to us they were right next to where we parked but we're not gonna harass them but we didn't good say people. anything i smiled and they were they were they seemed like you know like they had already had people bothering them don't harass people if yeah, you see them they don't are, harass them they have got they just got tired from <laughs> performing the shit out of themselves i mean like I'm not going to bother them. It was late at night. It was like 10.30, you know, and they got more shows to do. They're on tour, so it's exhausting. I'm not bothering them. Exhausting. I didn't even say hi. Definitely wasn't going to ask for a picture. No. Uh, I wanted to scream like, oh, you guys are great on the way back. But even that feels But a even that felt a little rude. Jarring. And maybe they would have liked it, but if they <laughs> didn't, I'm not going to disturb them. If now, if it was Black Midi, but your ass, I would have said something because they're my all-time favorite band. Uh, that would have been that would have been too he much. Stepped. That would have been way too much. Um, <laughs> but God, that was even my sister said it was the best concert she's ever been to, and she doesn't even really listen to Black Midi. And that I much. feel like y'all have been to a lot of concerts. We like, have. 
Yeah, you and Zoe. We've been to a good amount, but nothing I've ever really, really wanted to see like this. Mm. It's always been like ones my parents went to, but the Justin Timberlake one was pretty sick. (laughs) Cannot lie. I feel like I... Oh, last episode. Yeah, yeah, so last episode, I was saying I was going to start train spotting because I bought three new books. I bought... Because I've been keeping, like... I've been talking, updating about how my books that I'm finishing and the movies, because there's a lot of movies I haven't seen that are based off books. Um, so I've been reading the books and then watching the movies. I've seen Fight Club now and Clockwork Orange and read the books. And the next one I was going to do was Train Spotting, but I actually did something else. I'm doing Fear and Loathing right now in Las Vegas. It's fucking hilarious. I'm like halfway through. Um, <coughs> and I'm really excited to watch the movie. And then I'll do Train Spotting next. These are all things that I've seen that I highly recommend to Chris. Like, this is a list of movies that I feel like everyone should watch at least once in their life. So, I've seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's a great movie. I think it's probably even better written in, you know, like... Than what? Than the movie kind of portrays. Like, I feel like there's... Oh, the book you think is probably better? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the book is... It's definitely confusing... But, um, it's good, and I'm really interested in it. I, I want to keep reading, but on my off day, I basically, I only really read on my breaks at work, and I, I kind of read fast, and then I read when you're, like, at school, but really, we're with each other most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a little bit of a slower reader, <laughs> but it's really good, and I'm excited to finish it halfway through. If I, if I were to read, like, maybe 30 minutes a day, I could probably finish it two, three days. And then we'll watch the movie and before next podcast. I'm trying to do one each podcast. I failed this time, though. So that would be cool if I could finish it for next podcast and watch the movie, which I definitely think I'll be able to do because it's pretty short. Oh, yeah. And it's only like 203 pages, I think, exactly. And I'm on like 100. No, 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 I'm on 95. So it's not bad. I have 110 left, basically. Um, That's really good. I was terrified driving back from the concert, I'm just going to say. Wait, why? Yeah, because I had to work the next day after the concert, because we got home at like 2.30 in the morning, and I had to work at, I had to wake up at 4.30. So, I I had you drive, and what do you mean you were terrified? Because I was asleep, so I don't really know what happened. So, I was fine the whole time. Sierra was awake and can attest. Sierra's her little sister. Um... And I didn't bribe her, so... What? <laughs> I didn't bribe her. Oh, didn't her bribe to her to lie that you did well? Yeah, oh. yeah. No, um... And it was nighttime, and I was super, super tired, like... Oh, that's... You should have woke me up. Yeah, but I... there It got to a point where we were already basically home, and I was like, okay, this is fine. Like, I'll just try to stay up, but it was so scary. It was a little scary. Especially going through the grade... I was like... Yeah, there's an area near us where she has had a really bad... Basically, if she had had just been going a little (laughs) bit faster or angled a little bit worse, she probably would have died. She fell off the side of this canyon, and it's called the grade where we are. And so she's always scared to drive through there. And it was at night, and I was asleep. So, And I never... I never drive... Like, I try never to go down the hill anymore because of it. Like, it's basically ruined. Like, if Chris can't drive... Yeah, because it's going downhill. I feel like I... there. I feel like I thought we had more to talk about than we did. I think it's just because the concert was so fucking cool to me that, like... It was so much fun. But in reality, there's not much I can say than it was fucking awesome. I will say 
that before, because I assumed I wouldn't be driving back, I ate a lot of edibles, and I, they never do anything to me, and I was freaking, not freaking out, but like, really oh. fucking high during the concert. He would look over at me and be like, I'm so high. But it would be like every 10 minutes, and I'm like... It didn't feel like 10 minutes, it felt like 2 minutes, yeah. 1 minute. But it definitely, I not that I, I, I was a little bit like, what the fuck, but for a bit, and then it kind of calmed down, I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, that was just you peeking. And then I probably, that's that's probably why I was so tired also on the way back. Because I, I normally go to bed at like 8pm, 7pm, sometimes 9 so it's just kind of, it's kind of bad. I'm like an old lady. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought we had more to talk about than we did. So I guess we just start Dennis Rader, BTK, final part, a.k.a. second part. And um, I feel like I just am excited. Next episode, we're gonna be, I'm going to be doing multiple killers in one that all fall under the same category. It's going to be really cool. And uh, one of them has so much voice recording. To, for me to use and it's really ah it's gonna be great i'm excited uh so yeah let's just get into dennis Rader. exciting we're spicing it up so we left off after he killed he had killed what at this point it was seven people he killed the family of four and then three other women and the last one we left off on was, I believe, Nancy Fox. Um, and he had sent that uh, that letter to the police and that poem, remember? And then he sent that really long letter saying, Golly gee, remember? Oh, he's, and he's saying, you're not under the influence of Factor X. Like that kind of stuff. He was being really nerdy. And that's where he get, he was like, uh, oh, here's some other nicknames for me. And that's what I was saying, the Garot Phantom from the beginning. Weirdo. Um, God, what a loser. Um, and we left off, uh, after, uh, Nancy Fox is where we'll start. So after Nancy Fox, he had attempted to kill one other woman, Anna Williams, a 63-year-old woman, in 1979. And just to, uh, remind you, Nancy Fox happened in 1977 in December, uh, December 8th. Wow. Um, so it's two years. Uh, close together. Yeah. But Relatively. the reason I had stopped there last time is there's a big hiatus after this attempted murder. He attempted to murder, like I said, Anna Williams, 63. Two years later, in 1979, he had become obsessed with her and had stalked her uh, and, like, uh, wrote, like, took notes on her schedule. And uh, so he would know when to, st- uh, basically, a, a strike. And mm-hmm. when one day she didn't come home when he thought she would, and she he gave up. And, uh... This is where the highest would start. He wouldn't try again for a while. And it's not like he might have, like he didn't. Because if he did, he would have been sending notes. He is a narcissist. Hardcore. Um, in 1984, the task force Ghostbusters was formed. Devoted to finding and punishing BTK, this task force was basically useless. Um, the thing that would bring down his downfall is him in the end. And you'll see what I mean by that. And the next year... On April 27th, 1985 is when he would kill again. So this is a six-year, well, I guess six years from the attempted murder, but eight years from since the last victim. Wow. So April 27th, 1985, 53-year-old Marine Hedge was his next victim. It had been, like I said, eight years since his last kill. And by this time, he had been heavily involved in his church and had become a Boy Scout leader. 
In the oh, middle no. of a Boy Scout meeting, Raider said he wasn't feeling good and had to leave for medicine. He went to a local bowling alley, bought a beer, and he spilled it all over on on himself, like on purpose, to seem really drunk. Oh. And uh, he called a cab, saying he was too drunk to drive, asked the driver to take him to Park City, and when he got there, he went to his nearby neighbor, Marine Hedges' house, cut the phone line, his normal MO, and snuck in through the back door. And despite her car being home, she wasn't there, so he hid in her bedroom until a car pulled in the driveway. Her and a man got out of the car, went inside, and Raider waited until 1 a.m. in a closet until the man left, and after she had gone to sleep. He jumped on top of her and strangled her to death, and after she had died, he stuffed her in the trunk of her own car and took that and drove this to his church. He drove the body to his church. Oh my god. The Christ Lutheran Church. At this time, he was, he was the president of the church council, and so he was able to get into the building. He dragged her to the basement, took photographs of her body in different bondage positions, and then dragged her back to the car before he dumped her body in a ditch. That's disgusting behavior. Um, so yeah, that's his next kill, and I have, the, uh, I have the confession that I'll play on the podcast, and we'll watch a little bit right now. And we'll look at the victim's crime scene photos as well. All right, you had the taxi take you to Park City. What happened there? Uh, there I asked, I, I uh, pretended that I was a little uh, drunk. I just took I just took some beer and forced it around my mouth. And that guy could probably smell the alcohol on me. I asked, told him to let me out so I could get some fresh air. And I walked from where the taxi let me out over to her house. All right. She was in her bed when you turned on the lights in the bathroom? Yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, the, the, so I could get some light in there. What did you do then? Well, I manually strangled her when she started to scream. So you but, used your hands? Yes, sir. And you strangled her? Did she die? Yes. Uh, that, uh, since I was in the uh, sexual fantasy, I uh, went ahead and uh, stripped her and uh, probably went ahead and uh, I'm not sure if I tied her up at that point in time. But anyway, uh, she was nude and I put her on a blanket, uh, went through her purse, some personal items in the house. Uh, figured out how I was going to get her out of there. Uh, eventually uh, moved her to the trunk of the car. <sighs> Took the car over to uh, Christ Lutheran Church. Uh, this is with the older church. And uh, I took some pictures of her. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Appalling. Um, next victim is uh, Vicki Weggerly. And this is her. This one took place on September 16th, 1986. Uh, this is the one I was saying that uh, happened the day after we had recorded the first part. Remember I was saying one had an anniversary nearby. It's this one, Vicki Weggerly. She was home alone with her two-year-old son when around 10 a.m. Dennis Rader, posing as a telephone repairman, knocked on her front door. She let him in thinking he was there to fix the phone line, but Dennis cut the phone line and held her up at gunpoint. He forced her upstairs and tried to tie her up, but she fought back and he was left with defensive wounds. To stop her fighting, he got a rope and strangled her to death. After, he took photos of the body, fixed in different positions, and stole the Weggerly's car. Now this is weird, this is crazy to me. Not long after this, Bill Weggerly, her husband, noticed his own car driving away from his home, oh my God. which it was Dennis, with in her body car. in the car, yeah. but he couldn't see who was driving. Um, when he got home, his son was by himself, two-year-old son, and his wife wasn't with him. He went upstairs, and he saw her body on the bedroom floor. So, actually, I guess her body wasn't in the trunk. I don't so know why. So, he just stole the car. He just stole the car. Uh, he rushed her 
to the hospital, but it was too late and she was pronounced dead within hours. Raider parked the car a few blocks away, went home, and changed his clothes and was not found. What was the point? Um, he's a fucking sick fuck. He's, he's probably, he's the serial killer that makes me the most angry. He just really bothers me. He's such a gross He just fuck. does things. He, do, he does it just to do it. Like, I mean, there's no real purpose behind it. It's really disgusting. Um, and I'll sh show you a little bit of that confession. Sir, in count nine, it is claimed on or about the 16th day of September, 1986. Uh, again, Vicky was, regularly was another potential victim. I went through those different phases, uh, locked in on her, as I would call it and uh, decided that I would try that date. I used a ruse as a uh, telephone repairman to get in their house. Uh, after she was looking away, I, I drew a pistol at her and asked her if she'd go back to the bedroom with me. After I tied her hands, uh, she broke that and we started fighting. And we fought quite a bit, back and forth. All right, she was physically fighting you? Oh yeah, yes sir. Mm -hmm. What happened then? Uh, finally got the hand on her and got a, uh, a nylon sock and started strangling her. Yeah, uh, that, that one's really... They, I mean, they're all really gross. It's just... Uh, he loves strangling people. Yeah, he has it's, some it's weird... a sexual... Yeah. Uh, he literally said it was a sexual fantasy. Um, all right, let's get into his last victim in 1991. So, again, a five-year difference. So it's, it's over the span of a while. He was free for a long time. Don't forget, with a family, a daughter, and a wife who knew nothing. He shouldn't be allowed to be around those people, you know? That's just a danger. Alright, 1991, January 19th. Just before a camping trip with the Boy Scouts, he gave an excuse to get out of a scout meeting. He took his car to his parents' house, changed his clothes, and drove to the Baptist Church in Park City. He parked his car and walked the rest of the way to the Davis home. Once he saw that Dolores Davis, 62 years old at the time, had went to bed, he broke the back door and broke in. When Dolores came down from her bedroom, Raider told her that he needed a car, money, and food. He also told her that he was going to tie her up and take her to the bedroom, so he took her to the bedroom and tied her up, but he strangled her to death. Then he took the body and put it in the trunk of her own car, drove to a nearby lake, and hid the body under some trees. Then he took the car back uh, to her house and wiped down all, all the evidence. Then later, he went back to the church, took his own car to the body, put it in the trunk of his car, and then he dumped it under a bridge in Sedgwick County. Wow. And then the next day, he went back to the body and took pictures of it. This and is terrible. And that's the last murder before his eventual arrest, which, with how he gets arrested, it was inevitable. This guy's a fucking idiot. It's He's actually funny how he gets arrested. Um, and I'll play a little bit of that confession before we get into the rest. You know, that particular day, I had some commitments. I left those, uh, went to one place, changed my clothes, went to another place, uh, parked my car, finally made arrangements on my hit kit, my clothes, and then walked to that residence. Uh, came out of the bedroom and thought that a car had hit her house, and I told her that I was, uh, I used the, the roofs of uh, being wanted. Uh, I was on the run, I needed food, car, warmth, warm up, and uh, and I asked her, I handcuffed her, and uh, kind of talked to her, told her that I would like to get some food, get her keys, her car, and kind of rest assured, you know, talk with her a little bit, and calmed her down a little bit. 
and tied her up, and then and then eventually strangled her. He's yeah. so ugly. He is so ugly. And he is gross. so ugly. How does he even have a wife? It's hard to look at him. Like it's hard. It's it's uh, okay. Um. Well, let's get into the finale of BTK with his downfall and his arrest. After 1991, BTK would not kill again or make himself known until 2004. So he got away with it for a long time. On the 30th anniversary of his first murders, the Otero family, the Wichita Eagle ran an article about BTK, and soon after this, a book written by Robert Beatty was written about him. Both the book and the article angered Dennis because he said they were trying to tell his story, and this is ultimately what led to his capture because it got him so angry. Uh, on March 17th, 2004, the Wichita Eagle received a letter from Dennis under the name Bill Thomas Kilman. This is what I was talking about. BTK. Some stupid, nerdy... Ugh, God, a fucking douchebag. Bill Thomas Kilman. It contained three photocopies, because, of course, he's... He is stupid, but he's not stupid enough to send the originals. Uh, photocopies of pictures he took of Vicki Weggerly's body and one of her driver's licenses. The letter was sent to the FBI, and that's when a full-blown investigation began. On May 5th, 2004, he sent another letter, a cryptic one, to Cake TV, which contained a cryptic code and fake IDs, as well as newspaper headlines about himself. And next came a package on June 9th, 2004, taped to a stop sign. It depicted graphic descriptions of the Otero family murders and a drawing named... The sexual thrill is my bill. Ew. Isn't that so stupid? Oh, I just... Who oh would God. do that? It also contained a ripped-out chapter of a book called The BTK Story. Um, the next month in July, a package was dropped off into the return slot of a library. It contained a letter stating that BTK was responsible for the death of 19-year-old Jake Allen from Argonia, Kansas earlier in that year. But that death was ruled a suicide, and it was actually a suicide. So this one was fake. And uh, who oh. says it might not? It might not have even been him that sent that one. Because I don't think he would confess to something he didn't do. Yeah. Uh, maybe he would, but he just seems to have this weird, gross pride. Um, in October of that year, Raider had planned to murder another victim within that same month, and had began stalking her. But this would never happen uh, because of his capture. Also in October, an envelope was put in a US, er, U, UPS box in Wichita. It had photos of bondage children and other gruesome pictures. It also had a poem in it threatening the life of the lead investigator, Lieutenant Can Ken Landwehr, wow. Landwer, and also an autobiography about Raider that contained many lies. In December, another package was sent to the Wichita police. It was found in Murdoch Park, and it contained the driver's license, a photocopy, of Nancy Fox and a doll that was bound by the hands and feet with a plastic bag on its head. Wow, that's really creepy. Creepy I don't but like nerdy that. and dorky because he's a fucking idiot and a douchebag. Um, the next year, in January 2005, Dennis left a cereal box in the bed of a pickup truck at a Home Depot, but the owner of the truck just threw it away. Oh 
because it you know it's he, trash, it's trash. and he's trying to be like oh look at me i'm a serial killer like nobody cares dude. like making a dumb <laughs> fucking pun because he's such an idiot oh my god and it's just trash so of course it's gonna get thrown away and the reason we know that it was him is because he said in a, le a letter later he asked why it had not been talked about that led to the police looking at security footage of home depot and they saw a black jeep cherokee drop off the box and then leave in February of 2005, another cereal box is left in a rural area with another bound doll inside. See, that gives it something that's a little more like, hey, this isn't just trash. Um, and postcards were sent to Cake TV. Wow. All right, now this is where it's going to end for him. In his letters to the police, he asked the police, this is, oh my God, he, he asked the police if I send a floppy disk to you, can you trace it back to me? Bro. Obviously, they're going to say, no, of course it's safe. So Go he sent them it. a floppy disk on February 16th, 1995. I accidentally wrote 2,995, but oh my God. 1995, a letter, a gold necklace, and a picture of the cover of the book Rules of Prey, a novel about serial killers by John Sanford. When the police looked into the floppy disk, they found a deleted Word document that was still accidentally not fully taken off of it. When they looked at the metadata of it, they found the words Christ Lutheran Church. And the last person to have modified the file was someone named Dennis. When looking at the church, they found very soon that the president of the church council council was someone named Dennis Rader. And when they went to look at his house, of course, they saw a black Jeep Cherokee in the front. Stupid idiot. But, but this is all really circumstantial, right? It's nothing concrete because, yes, they found this information, and, yes, he dropped the cereal box off, but who says for sure it was BTK to the cereal box? Like, they don't know for sure. And just because it was the last person they to modify the floppy disk doesn't mean it was him. So they needed something more concrete. So they got a pap smear from Raider's daughter at Kansas State University, and it came back with a familial match from the pap spear under Vicky Weggerly's fingernails. This is what they needed. Finally, they arrested Dennis on February 25th, 2005, while driving near his house. And when, he, when asked why he was going to the police station, he said, quote, Oh, I have suspicions why. His home, car, and computers were searched, and all evidence was taken in. Taken in. His church was also searched. The next morning, a press conference was held, and the Wichita police chief, Norman Williams, is quoted saying, the bottom line, BTK is arrested. On February 28, 2005, Dennis Rader was charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder, and his bail was set at $10 million. He was appointed a public defender. On May 3rd, Rader pleaded not guilty, but on the trial date, he changed his plea to guilty, and confessed in gruesome details all the murders, which is exactly the clips you've been hearing throughout the episode. Um, the victim's families made their statements on August 18th, and after Dennis Rader apologized for over 30 minutes, the prosecutor called it an Academy Awards acceptance speech. He was sentenced to 10 consecutive life sentences, with a minimum sentence of 175 years. At this time, Kansas did not have the death penalty, so he was not sentenced to death. Today, he is currently held at the El Dorado Correctional Facility in solitary confinement, and in 2006, was allowed television, radio, magazines, and other privileges for good behavior. Robert Mendoza, 
a psychologist, diagnosed Raider with narcissist, narcissism, antisocial, and obsessive-compulsive personality disorders. He said that Raider had a grandiose sense of self, a belief that he is special, and therefore entitled to special treatment, a pathological need for attention and admiration, a preoccupation with maintaining rigid order and structure, and a complete lack of empathy. Wow. I think that explains it all, Doctor. It really does. The narcissism, he fucking hit it right on the head. He is one of the biggest narcissists we'll ever talk about on this uh, podcast, except for maybe next episode, because, wow, the next guy is going to be a fucking crazy narcissist. But A goofy goober, That's we'll say. That's BTK. Bill Thomas Kilman, Dennis Rader, BTK, the Garote fandom, the Wichita Strangler... Uh, the cock-sucking cock-suckler. The fudge-packer. The fudge-packer, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. You don't know that First, means. I don't know what that is. What is that? She's just laughing. She won't tell me. Is it when, like, you shove shit in someone's mouth? It's basically gay anal sex. Oh, gay anal sex? Yeah. Oh, why are you talking so quietly? I don't know. Like, don't be so embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. Oh my gosh, she's so embarrassed to talk about gay sex. No, I'm not. Um, Only because I'm going to get a rock-hard boner wait, talking I'm gonna about it. I'm going to see here. Okay, BTK, first serial killer we've done. Uh, what do you think? You didn't really know anything about him, and now you know everything. Not everything. I, I didn't go into insane detail. There's, of course, books, documentaries, shows on him, uh, a lot of information. I just kind of did the general idea of him. Uh, but what do you think? What I've seen so far is that he's just a, a really weird guy. All of the crime scene pictures were really disturbing. It's hard to put yourself in a place that, you know, where you think, like, you could harm somebody, like, as severely as he did. Yeah, his crimes were really gruesome. And I, I said this last episode, but his first crime, the whole family murder, just really, really bad. Gives you the goosies. It really does give you chills. I mean, fuck. It's goosies. Goosies. It gives you the Lucy goosies. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know who I'm going to do next, though. I have a couple ideas. Like, I would like to do... Ed Gein would be really cool to do. Um, always Dahmer, but he's just so talked about that I feel like I'll wait on that one. You know, I want to do ones that are a little more less known. Uh... Wait till that topic cools down. Yeah, with the new Dahmer show. That's what I wanted to talk about. We'll talk about that a little bit after this. But, uh, yeah. There's just a lot of people I want to do. I think that uh, next I'll do Son of Sam. He's crazy. I, you, you don't know anything about him, too, and that's really interesting. I just know what he looks like a little. He has, like, black hair, right? Or brown hair. Oh, yeah, it's, that, it's darker. It looks like a wig. It's like a toupee, almost, a little bit. <laughs> uh, he's really interesting, but, all right. Dennis Rayer's done. First episode, our first serial killer episode. I guess last was technically our first serial killer episode, but uh, it's we're only forty eight minutes into the recording, so there's not a lot left to talk about. Definitely couldn't have fit it into last episode, but this is gonna be a shorter one. Uh, let's smoke a little, do a little bit last uh, smoke, and then we'll um talk about Dahmer, and then because I I want to talk about that a little bit, and then we'll end it off. Yeah. Cool. Uh, 
God, it's so good. So smooth. Not doesn't burn too much. This piece is really big, which is, you know, helps it. <clears throat> okay, so we started Dahmer. Um, I was a little hesitant about it because, uh, I don't know. It, seemed, it had the potential to be cheesy or overdone or underdone. But it is, we're on episode five, so we're halfway through. It's ten episodes. And it is, uh... It's pretty good. It's very good. It's v definitely very disturbing. I think they hit the hit the nail on the head without going too far or being too offensive because it is a touchy subject because you are really showing these violent crimes and you're kind of trying to uh, show his childhood and that can be seen as maybe trying to show sympathy for him or make him seem like a victim but I don't think they did that they did they do it very tastefully I think he is a sympathy case though for sure because I do have some I do have a, okay, a decent amount of sympathy for him but trauma. nothing will ever excuse his actions and that's what no, no matter if I, I have agree. a little bit of sympathy for his childhood and whether or not I do think he could have been helped because I do think he could have been helped a lot more than at least a lot more than a lot of these other serial killers I mean most people have pretty similar experiences and they never turn out to be a serial killer yeah and I've said, I've said that so many times it a lot of people go through shit me and you have both gone through a lot of really serious stuff and, and we're we're not out chopping people's heads yeah, off sure, and keeping sure them in a freezer. Yeah, sure. Sure, I like reading and listening to people get their heads chopped off and fucked, but it doesn't matter. Oh, go I would back never a minute. Go back that. a minute. Go. Um, I would never when do that. When you say it like that, it sounds like you kind of would. No, no, no. Because I would never. I don't like the way he looks at me when he says it either. I wish we had a video camera. <laughs> I'm telling you, it'll happen eventually. We'll get the video so going. So you can see the like. The intensity in his face when he says it. <laughs> I will put your head in a box. A glass box. You didn't think of the smell, you, you bitch. You didn't think of the smell, you bitch. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Evan Peters, his fucking performance as Dahmer is great. He does the voice so great. I think Evan Peters' performances in general are really good. Yeah, he just kind of got boiled down to American Horror Story, and even if he's good in that American Horror Story, I you just You can can't. take that as a good or a bad thing, but depending at, on who you look are. Look at Robert Pattinson with Twilight, and look at him now. He's, he's and a now new he's Batman, bad. and he's a fucking psychopathic lighthouse worker in the lighthouse, with Willem Dafoe, the Green Goblin. And Death Grips. And Death Death Grips. He plays guitar, guys, on a Death Grips album. If you didn't know that, listen to the song Birds. The guy playing the guitar on that song is literally fucking Robert Pattinson. From Twilight. From the Twilight. sparkly guy. And this is this is kind of in the Twilight area, like era. Like it's not that new. That's kind of wild he, to me. He talked about that. Death that Grips is the same era. That's so weird. It's just really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> God, he's a fucking god. Good Time, if you haven't seen the movie Good Time. Oh, it's so good. By Safdie Brothers, same people that directed Uncut Gems. It stars Robert Pattinson. It's very similar Two to very Uncut good Gems. Movies. Yes, I prefer Good Time just a little bit. I like Good Time too. It's just really a emotional. Bit. Other, uh, it's definitely a little more. Towards the it's end. It's more emotional it's... than uh, Uncut Gems, that's for sure. It's Uncut not Gems as chaotic. is just funny. Uncut Gems it, is very funny, funny, very chaotic. Not that Good Time is not chaotic, but it. Uncut Gems okay. is just a, it's a little cranked up to like a 10 from like an 8, Yeah, I would say. The chaos runs rampant. 
Um, <laughs> the chaotic crab. <laughs> the cuddly crab. You know, Dennis Rader is a killer crab. Yes. The killer crab. The killer crab. Fuck. I, I want to talk about something else. We also started Mindhunter. What do you think of that? I think the main guy is a robot. He, I Hear think me that, out. I've never seen plot twist or season two, but I bet the plot twist is he is actually a robot because someone the his girlfriend's gonna take off his shirt and he's go, she's gonna find something she missed a coin slot. <laughs> oh, here he's it is. Coin power. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a <the> coin slot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh That's my so God. funny. Oh, I love the episode. What's the horse's name? Debbie. Debbie. Mm-hmm. Debbie. Debbie. Uh, uh, yeah, but Ed Kemper in that show. He's a sick, twisted bitch. It. The, the commentary. Assholes, the asshole's like a tight little whore. I had it, to like, walk. I had to walk out of the room after that. You, you actually walked out. My I, face was like beat red. I was like, "This is not good. I gotta get out of here." It's definitely pretty disturbing. It was. Um, it was really funny and like just super weird. I just I a, needed a breather. Another great performance, though. We're only at episode three of that show. We've been we've been kind of a little more hooked on Dahmer, but uh. I wanted to watch an episode today, but of Dahmer. Ev- well, but everyone's, everyone's busy. invested. Everyone's busy today, so we can't. We're, we're not the type to watch an episode of a show without someone that we're watching it with if they're busy. Like to, I don't, I don't like being ahead of people. It aggravates me sometimes because I'm like, dude, I started this show. I'm trying to watch it, finish it. It's okay. We'll get it done and but we'll we talk about it. it. Um. But yeah, I feel like that's all we really got to talk about. There could be some more stuff, but if it, there is, can't be too important because we can remember. We missed it. Um, but to be fair, we are really high. Chris looks very high. I was just going to mention your wow, eyes are Wow, my red. eyes are fucking. His red. eyes have been so red recently. I he gets so stoned. He gets. I did blazed. just clean out the garage for like two hours, and it's really Mine dusty are in red there. Too. No, yours is very white actually. Really? Uh-huh. I feel like it hurts. Your eyes hurt? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they're not red, though. I'll good. say that. Uh, do you want to take one more hit, or are you good? I think I'll take one more hit. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. BTK's done. Now you know the rest about BTK, and we actually just saw him in Mindhunter. So now you know how he gets caught and everything like that. He's such an ugly bitch. He's an ugly bitch. I he really, really can't, is. I really can't stress that enough. He's ugly. He's fugly. But most of all... I hope he dies in he's prison. Pugly. I hope he gets shanked to death. He is still alive today, like I said. I hope he gets what Dahmer got. Dahmer did get killed in prison. I feel like that's how they all should go. Dahmer should have just been put down as a child. That would have stopped it all. Wouldn't it, you know? Like, just... Just I feel like there is a part in just like just like an awful accident, just an awful accident, painless, quick. Someone goes back in time and drowns. Fucking falls off the stairs, breaks his neck, just quick death, instant. Like they should have done with accidental shot to the baby Hitler. Baby Hitler should have gotten even baby Hitler should have gotten fucking drawn and quartered. He was almost killed in the war when he was serving. Yeah, and someone saved his life. Yep. And it was whoever that fucking guy. No, I think it was John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth's dad? Some bullshit like that. No, that that's probably so wrong. I don't know. That's probably Wait, so wrong. We have to check our we'll, facts. We'll, we'll look this up in next episode. We'll uh, we'll do a little fact correction. But whoever did that? 
but I'm gonna find whoever replaced my paint with wood varnish. Exactly. Um, that's a reference to Nirvana the Band the Show, which if you haven't seen that show, please watch it and please spam tweet them to please make season three because they are not doing it and they need it to. It makes me sad. Because no one watches it. But you know what? I'll rewatch it a hundred times. And also watch Matt Johnson's movie The Dirties. Also funny. Alright. I think that's it. I think we end it here. Alright. Uh, CCAC podcast on Instagram. CCAC underscore podcast on Twitter. Contact CCAC podcast at gmail.com to send us uh, your stories, uh, hometown murder stories, uh, personal stories, p- piss your pants stories, anything. I love the piss your pants I, I love the pants diarrhea stories. So, um, all right. I guess that's it. You ready? Three, two, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Hold on. Three. Fucking bitch ruin it. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye. Chris loves doing it. I love that. Sounds like a bee. Sounds like a fly. Bye. Bye.